So today we have Leanne on, and Leanne was born with cerebral palsy, and she is really, really into her fitness at the same time, but we want to delve a little deeper into Leanne's journey and what you've been up to, what you want to achieve, what you want to promote, and just a little bit of insight on how you cope with things daily, how fitness has helped you, and what you want to achieve in the future. So Leanne, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what the disability is? Because myself, we're, you know, very, very amateur to what the disability is and, you know, how can hinder certain things, but how you've learned to kind of, you know, work around everything for your own benefits and for your fitness goals. Okay, so I was born with my disability, so as you said, um, I've got cerebral palsy. I was born 11 weeks early on the 11th of November, so how scary is that? Wow. Um, I know, crazy. So um, it affects my legs, which means I have to use a wheelchair, but cerebral palsy can affect people in lots of different ways. So like somebody won't have the same fingerprint, and there won't be one person with cerebral palsy in the same way. So there might be somebody who looks quite able-bodied, and you won't be able to tell at all. Um, and then somebody who maybe can't speak, can't feed themselves, can't move very well at all. And then I'm somewhere in between. So I am quite able-bodied, but I have to use a wheelchair. It just affects my legs. So what actually is is it? And what does it actually, and how does it like attack the body or how does it affect, I'm guessing, your nervous system somehow? Yeah, um, it's actually... It is something that happens in your brain, but I don't really like explaining it that way because for me, I feel like my brain's okay, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I don't really like it when people describe it as kind of like a brain damaged thing because neurological is that on, is that the word I'm looking for? Is yeah. Yeah. Well. I I don't really class myself. I wouldn't really say I've got brain damage because. I don't know, I just I just wouldn't put myself mm. under that kind of category. To me, it affects my legs and, and that's what it affects. And I don't have a disability, so to speak, anywhere else apart from my legs. So I don't really like explaining it to people in that way. Um, apparently there's two, so your brain doesn't send those messages fluidly to your legs to allow you to walk on your own, basically. But I just, I don't know, I just don't like the, the way that people explain it, really. I was going to say, I suppose, right, when you say the word brain damage, people can automatically associate that with... Yeah, it's, it's really, judgments, isn't it, of different yeah. things. I mean, that's a human nature thing, and I think we're, like, it's like anything, we have to put a label on things. That's even like a, you know, a name of a plant. That's, you know, it's got that label. Even we've got a label, like, I'm Carly, but I'm not, that's not me. That's just the label that I've been given. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it is obviously we have to explain things in a certain way. So you're, I mean, you're a hundred percent correct there. I mean, you, you was, you know, you were born the way you are, just like we were born the way we are. Yeah. You know, I, I've got, you know, things like I've got, I've got a lisp. Um, you know, that's the way I was born. That's not anything, anything different, and that's just what I'm used to. Just like you're used to, you know, being in a wheelchair. Now, with with you being in a wheelchair, has it has it affected you in any way, or because you were born that way you know has it not affected you do you know what i mean because i think if you if you wasn't say born that with that disability and it's something later down the line i think i think that will possibly be harder 
Mm. Yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. I mean, a lot of people say that to me. A lot of people tell me that I'm lucky because I was born with it, but really I wouldn't class myself as being lucky. Yeah. It's just something that I have, something that I've had to deal with. And mm. It's basically been up to myself how I've dealt with it. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I would say life was a lot more difficult um, in terms of how people reacted to it, how I... I was with it because I don't think I was okay with it. How was school for you? I mean, that I, I know what I've been bullied when I was in mm. school. And, um, you know, with someone like yourself that has something that is quite obvious to look at, how did yeah. you find school? Um, it's hard to say, really, because there were times at school where I think everybody goes through the bullying. Like you say, everybody has to deal mm. with it. If you wear glasses, if you yeah. have glasses, there's always something that somebody is going to pick on you for, whatever you do. But yeah, I did have quite a horrendous time at school. I used to get thrown out of my wheelchair, like literally horrendous time. It was horrible. Wow. Um, but when I think about it now, um, I think all those things have made me a stronger person. Because yeah. I used to blame myself for it. I used to think, oh, well, why are they doing that? It, what's wrong with me that they've got to do that when now I realise it's their problem, not mine? Yeah, yeah, 100. And how, how long do you, do you mind me asking? 31. Okay. You, you seem very mature for, for your age. So that's obviously it's, it's helped in like, and like when obviously we've spoken, you're a very determined person and you know what well, that's where how, how it comes across and how you want to bring it more out into the open and you know obviously about you know the positivity with fitness and like everything so I think that's a really good thing so tell us about your fitness journey and how it started and kind of how it's helped you mentally as well so basically like you said I'm, I'm an all or nothing person so I'll give something absolutely a thousand percent or if I'm not interested I won't give it anything yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, relatable, so yeah. relatable. <laughs> uh, about 10 years ago, I played table tennis in the Great Britain Paralympic team. Um, so I travelled the world, going around, all my competitions were abroad, and so obviously Fantastic. I was really into sport. That's, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, when I talk to people about it, I always think, oh, so yeah, I went to, I was lucky enough to go to the Commonwealth Games in 2010, and I carried the Olympic torch in 2012. So I just think if it wasn't for my disability, I wouldn't have done have done yeah. those things. So I have to think that I've got something to be thankful for it now. It sounds to me that because of your disability, you're pushing yourself even more. Yeah. You know, you're setting yourself these promises in these goals that maybe, maybe you would have, but maybe you may not have set them in the past because so you're like you've you've become more of a determined person because of this. Oh. Yeah, I can relate to that with my mental health breakdown and everything that uh, I've been through has now put me in this position where I am now and it's like so zoned in and know what yeah. I want to do and mm. you've had that from the beginning and mm. this is only something I've discovered over the last yeah. year or so so I can't imagine how much further ahead in that journey that you are. I mean don't get me wrong like you just power. mental health like I when I lost the funding, because after the Commonwealth Games, I lost my funding um, in the Great Britain team, and that hit me massively. Like, I really suffered with depression and anxiety really, really bad. Like, from having something that was my whole life, something that yeah. I did every day, day in and day out, to having absolutely nothing. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I didn't go to university because I wanted to concentrate on my sport. 
So I was just like, what do I do? So I, mm. I did become really, really ill. But like you How said, old I think you at that point, sorry. Ten years ago, so around twenty. So when when you say you become you became ill, how what steps did you take to overcome this? Did you speak to anyone? Um, yeah, I mean, I took medication. Um, I did speak to people, but I was so ill at the time that I didn't want to speak to anybody, and I didn't know what to do because I was this athlete. Everybody, even in my hometown, everybody called me the table tennis girl. And I couldn't go anywhere because everybody knew who I was. And I felt like I'd let everyone down. Mm. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to speak to people because I didn't want to have to tell them that I was no longer this table tennis girl that they thought I was. So I did shut myself away for a long time. And I didn't yeah. think it was going to get better. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You don't yeah. believe it, but there is. I think that's really common because... Yeah. My experience was the same as yours. I, I went into such a dark place that I didn't even know what I needed myself. Yeah. I couldn't communicate it with anyone, and it was only because of family's input mm, that mm. helped to, to make me feel better. So in that aspect, I can completely relate to mm. dealing yeah. with yeah. So Because you do, at the time when it's happening to you, you think that you're the only person that it's happening to. Yeah. You don't understand that. It's so common. It's such a common thing. But like I said, when it's happening to you, it is the worst feeling. And you just think no matter what anybody says, it doesn't help. Like I had so much frustration and anger inside me. Mm. And I didn't know how to get it out. Somebody had taken away my whole life. Yeah. yeah. But, oh my yeah. God, what am I going to do? Yeah. And, like, I spoke to me and they, they said, like, it's going to get better. And I just felt they were lying to me. Yeah, like, yeah, Let me. I mean, I can, I, can, I can, like, totally relate to that as well on, like, a different concept because I had a time in my life where I start, I retired from competing professionally. That was, that was my choice because I had to get out my bubble. Um, I had to realise that there... I, I, I'd done as much as I could in my category for my morals because I was told that I needed to regain more muscle for that category and that's not something that I wanted to do. So I knew that I had to take a step back. So I retired from competing and that was me from being in the fitness industry for 10 years. So my tag was Carly the fitness model, Carly the competitor. That's how everyone knew me. That's how I knew myself. So now I was no longer an athlete. I didn't know who I was. Then at the same time, I lost my job and I had a relationship breakdown. So I had all of these different extremes together and I was just in a hole. Like I was like mentally in a hole. And for me, I just had to, what I did, I didn't seek help from anyone because I don't think it got to that stage. Mm -hmm. But I made a promise to myself that I had to set a structure to wake up in the morning, to walk the dogs. To, so I had built my structure again, like, but that comes from bodybuilding where you've got a regimented structure already. So I knew what I had to do, what I had to implement in a different way to kind of like get better as such. That's kind of what we, we spoke about briefly on the phone earlier about some of the way of how you work. Yeah. Because of your body, uh, bodybuilding. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. How you say that actually, because you just said about um, we said previously in the conversation about we all have our own identity, and it's funny, isn't it? Because as you go through your life, your identity does kind of change. Like obviously, yes. Carly the bodybuilder, and now you're Carly something else. Yes. I, I was Leanne the tailpiece girl, and now I'm Leanne the fitness yes. girl. You know what I think the good thing is where you've gone through that and you've realised that identities do change. I think you do have to realise that you are continually changing. You're continually creating someone new. And I think it's hard to get, sometimes it's hard to realise that. But once you realise it, it's really cool that we're continually changing. But I think some people get stuck because they don't realise that their identity will change. And that's, that's the issue, isn't it? See, for me, the one bit of advice my therapist gave me, because um, I've been going to therapy for tw- um, 12 years, for 12 years, for... Um, How old was you? <laughs> um, no, just over 12 months now, about a year and a half I've been going. Yeah. And the one bit of advice, the one thing my therapist said to me that really stuck was that it is okay to change on a daily basis and for you to change your opinion and your thoughts because every day is new experiences mm. and every day you learn something new so we do constantly evolve and we do constantly change and I know personally I was stuck in this place where I was like right I'm Laura the saleswoman I've got to be really good at my job I've got to be all the men in the office I'm the alpha female I'm independent and then my life come crashing down and everything everything changed yeah. And now I'm like, you're like, I'm not alpha anymore. I'm not independent. <laughs> change is a bad thing. And I was used to think, oh my God, I can't deal with this. Something's mm. changed. But I think now, like, change is a good thing. You can't progress yeah. if you don't change. So. Yeah. 100%. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, I that's one thing. I thrive off change. I get anxious if something's not changing. But I think that does come from bodybuilding as well. Anyway, back to you. Enough of me and Laura. <laughs> so how did you, from there, how did you then get into kind of like weight training and how did it start? A bit crazy, really. Um, I moved, me and my boyfriend bought a house. And you know, as you do, you just get comfortable and you just eat and eat and eat. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I was doing. And then eventually my parents kept saying to me, and I think, yeah, you're putting a bit of weight on, you're putting a bit of weight on. And I was like, no, all right, all right. <laughs> and, then, um, yeah, and then, I don't know, I just thought, I don't know why, but I always remember last year, the 27th of March, I don't know why that day, it's got no relevance whatsoever, I just decided, right, I'm going to do something about it. And I did, and just fell in love with everything about it and how it mm. made me feel mentally, was there someone that triggered that? Was there like someone you followed that you thought, you know what, this is really cool, or just just something that you saw in magazines or what? Like how? Do you know what? I didn't see anything because I just thought I want to do it for me. Like you said before, I'm quite an all or nothing person, and I was yeah. like, I'm doing this. And like you just said, I did look on the internet to see if I could see anybody that was in a wheelchair that had changed their body shape, and I couldn't. Yeah. And that's when all this started for me, well, there's got to be more people in my situation that want to change their body shape. Mm. So I want to be that person to do it, to show other people that they can. And then this is where we are now. And this yeah. is how I want to um, help other people. And how, how long have you um, been into like the, the weight training side of it and everything? 
maybe just around about a year and a half now, but I'm slowly starting to see results and people are starting to say, oh my God, look at this. And it, it's such a nice feeling. Very empowering, isn't it? I think that what I found is that strength, you know, like just feeling strong and empowered. Oh, I just, yeah. When you know like, you've done a PB and you, you know, you've done a personal best on something, you think, yeah. Oh yeah, run this shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. When somebody tells me that I can't do something, that just makes me want to go and do it even more. I think yeah. they don't realise that they actually fuel my fire when they do that. And I thank them for it. I'm like, yeah, keep telling me what I can't do. It makes me want to go and do it. I find it really bizarre though. Like, why is someone saying to you you can't do something? Oh, like, yeah. You know when that is it's just it's weird, isn't it? Because I remember when, when well no, because I, I went to, when I used to um I was trying like ages of years ago, okay, ten, over ten years ago, when I was into more fitness modeling side of it. And I, I kept on going to different modeling agencies and they always said to me, You're you're not pretty enough, you know, you're too muscular, you're this, you're not the right body shape, you know, whatever. And they are always telling me I wasn't enough. And like, you know, when like, I'm like, no, mate, I'll show you. Like, you know, and, but it kept me going for them to say that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm like now. But back when I was younger, the more somebody told me something like, oh, you're not pretty enough, the more I believed it. And I was like, oh, maybe I am ugly. Maybe I am fat. That's yeah. how, like, it's totally changed. And now I'm like, yeah, keep telling me everything I can't do because this is just good for me. Yeah, it fires you on. It's yeah. funny to say that because I'm actually going through that transitional phase right now of where I've been told for so long I should be doing something in a certain way, I should fit this box, I should fit that box. Yeah. Year, really. Who has the right to tell you that? It's mm. like, who... who who has the right to say you are not pretty enough? Yeah. Hang on a minute. Just have a look at yourself. Like, are yeah. you perfect before you go and tell yeah. someone but else? It, it, for me, it was the way that I chose to live my life or the jobs that I chose. Um, You know, those sorts of things. Like, Laura, why are you always trying to get a promotion? Laura, why yeah. are you always trying to get a, a better job? Why do you mm. want to work for yourself? Yeah. And I used to get that hammered into me all the time. But then I think if you if you realise you got your own goals and your own focus, because in bodybuilding I always got things like you know like messages saying, "Oh, you're not feminine. Um, you look like a man." And you know what? I know it bothers a lot of people with things like that. And I don't know if it comes from school where I was, but it's like everyone is. And I kind of it toughens me up a bit, I suppose, mm. because. Nothing bothered me. And the reason why it didn't bother me was like people saying bad things about me. One, because I knew what my goal was. Like I knew my focus was to weight train for this competition because I'm going to get my pro card. So it didn't matter what anyone else said. That wasn't their goal. That was my goal. So I kept in that bubble. But I think, I also think when someone has something to say to you and a bad comment, I actually, I'm like, wow, you've taken the time out to come to my page to make a comment and I'm like that's amazing like I don't care if it's negative or positive you've yeah. actually come and taken your energy to give to me you know and it's like just like you if you spin it round like still even if it's negative they're yeah, still taking the time true. to come yeah. to you a lot of people say to me like why do you always make a joke out of your disability and I just think I have to do that like I take the myth out of myself like you would not believe how does your how, how are you able to train 
how does that work with your training having your disability like how do you work around that that's something that i'm actually quite intrigued you know because i've seen your instagram posts and stuff that you do which is so interesting i don't know i just i don't know i just find a way to do it i just think there's always a way to do something if you really want something bad enough then mm. you will find a way to do it. And if you don't mm. find that way, then you don't want it bad enough. 100%. Like, there's, there's always a way. And like, if I do it differently, if I do it slower, so what? At yeah. the end of the day, I'm still doing it the same or in my own way. At the end of the day, if everyone did everything the same, then it's just yeah. boring. I think that you've had to adapt or change personally so that you're able to do, to do stuff in the gym that makes sense i don't know if that question's come across we are going to wrap up this one and we're going to speak to leanne again soon so part two is coming guys yes but that was wicked that was wicked from leanne so goodbye leanne